Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies, and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't want to do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy of now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, really quickly before we get started, I wanted to give you a big thank you because the Naturally Recovering Autism podcast has reached number one in autism parenting podcasts. And I feel very grateful to you for that. I couldn't have done it without you being a loyal listener and for your great reviews as well. So if you have, we'll take a moment to go on to your favorite streaming platform and give the podcast a review. It really helps others in need, other parents to find these resources and gain them uh, just as you and I have and be able to get the, the resources that I share and find them more easily. So again, I wanted to thank you for that uh, and appreciate your time and uh, and also always for what you're doing for your child. So thanks for being here and let's jump into today's episode. Hi there and welcome back once again. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's something that is so, so valuable to parents of children with autism. And I developed this podcast and my programs to help you specifically with your child and other parents as well. And this podcast has reached well over 100,000 downloads now, which I want to thank you because I couldn't have done that without you. But if you also are willing to leave me a hopefully positive five-star review, 
on uh, on one of the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to it, that would be really helpful because the more ratings it has, the easier it is for other people to find it. And so that allows other parents of children with autism to find these resources that I share. The podcast is free. I offer it to you. Uh, and I want to reach as many people as possible. So if you could help me share it, I would really appreciate that. And it helps a lot of people. Uh, today's episode is going to be on muscle testing. And this is how it can help you as a parent of a child with autism. If you haven't heard of this before, or if you think it's a lot different, that's okay. Just stay with me. This is something that I have used as a tool for decades. And I have I, I teach it in all of my programs and I find it immensely helpful and I believe you will too. So I personally know firsthand what it's like to be a parent of a child with autism inside this incredible whirlwind of confusion of not really knowing what food or supplement is right for your child or how, to, how much to give them in dosages. And because we know everybody is unique, so everyone needs everyone's needs are different, especially a really sensitive child with autism. I also know how it is to feel desperate for the right answers and support that you need. So I'm really grateful to have gone before you on this journey and now to be able to offer you these resources you need to help clarify so much of this for you. And again, it's why I've created this podcast and the programs that I offer as well. The first person to look to for help is yourself. And you've already probably found this as you've hunted and pecked through the internet and read lots of books and you know, maybe gone from practitioner to practitioner looking for answers. So we self-advocate for our child because you know your child the best and you are his or her best advocate. And no one else is not, not even a doctor. Anybody is spending as much time as you are, seven days a week, 24 hours a day with your child. Others don't see the changes that you do. And symptoms are a huge guide. Don't be afraid to take charge. So one of the first tools to help you take charge is to learn muscle testing or muscle response testing. So where did it come from? It was first, I was actually personally first introduced to muscle testing in 1987 when I began working as a chiropractor's back office assistant. She was an applied kinesiology or AK doctor, as they're referred to. And AK doctors are licensed healthcare professionals who use this technique in their practices to link weak organs and nutrition deficits in patients. And I worked in that office with her for 10 years and I've seen the accuracy and efficacy have no question in my mind. And I've now used it for decades and taught it to to so many people, hundreds of people who feel the same way. And I hope it is helpful for you. The prevalence of muscle testing has grown tremendously since the early 1960s when it was introduced by Dr. George Goodhart a well-known applied kinesiologist, and originally muscle testing was referred to actually as applied kinesiology. Then in the late 1960s, Dr. John Thee wrote a book called Touch for Health. This book advocated a drug-free approach and began a movement to use the same general principles and reflex simulation methods as applied kinesiology. Dr. Thee's book was so influential because it was written for the layperson. This meant anyone, licensed or not, could learn how to use applied kinesiology at their own discretion. And today, there are over 80 forms of muscle testing that are used. 
So it's important to find someone you trust to help you, you, that can help you learn as well, but also know that you can learn the simple principles and general uses yourself, and it can easily be done by anyone. And I'm actually going to link to a tutorial video that I made for you. It'll be at the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 170, 170. What is muscle testing? So the basic principle of kinesiology style muscle testing is that when there is some stress or abnormal nervous system input to a muscle, then it weakens. During a muscle test, a practitioner applies gentle force to one muscle or group of muscles with a particular intent in mind. The muscle is then labeled weak or strong based on its ability to resist this force. So muscle test response or muscle testing is not actually testing the muscle but the energy flowing through the reflexes of the body and the response associated with it. It's also referred to as autonomic response testing and autonomic response testing as it does not imply testing of any kind, but only response instead. For the sake of clarity for today's episode, I'm just going to use the term muscle testing. There are lots of ways to say it. Muscle testing uses the body's own electrical currents And if the circuitry along the pathway has too much energy or too little, the body acts as though a fuse has been blown. This tells us there is an energy imbalance, which can, or already has, caused a health problem in the body. Here we find the root cause of and protocol necessary to help the patient. We're not just, again, trying to mask symptoms or treat the symptoms. This is about finding our root causes. The body can be tested to see if an issue is chemical, emotional, neurological, structural, or circulatory. It can be used for assessments in personal protocol, and as no two people are the same, it may help to determine what the body still needs in supplementation. Be mindful that the suggested dosage of medication and supplements as the body's needs change over time and proper vitamin ratios because too much of one vitamin can cause a deficiency in another. And as we detoxify, the body's needs change a lot. They go up and down over time. The body will instantly turn weak in response to a negative emotional attitude and stress, just as it it does in reaction to physical properties. So you can keep that in mind as well. This is not that the muscle itself is weak per se, it's that the body is having a negative response to something and it weakens the circuitry. Conversely, when we test the body's response to something and it's strong, then it's accepting of that product and can even make it stronger. However, if it's a food or supplement, then we must ask for the correct dosages for that person. A little bit of something or a little bit of a food might be all right, but too much may not be. And this is very important with supplementation. So muscle testing can be really helpful when assisting in troubleshooting. Die-off symptoms are when we see heightened or worsening symptoms during detoxification. This can be physical, such as a rash, or it can be behavioral, such as increased stimming, worsened anger outbursts, reduced sleep, speech regression, and much, much more. So at first signs of die-off reactions like these, when symptoms worsen, we want to reduce dosages or even stop for a few days until symptoms subside. 
Our real goal is to reduce the potential die-off symptoms and keep them to a minimum. So don't hesitate to slow down at the first sign of increased symptoms that this is telling you the die-off reaction happening, which is the release of toxins in the body. And the symptoms tell you how your child's body is responding to a product and if their body is able to keep up with the level of detoxification that they're currently at. When symptoms increase, it tells us it's too much and we need to reduce and even remove some of them until symptoms subside. And this again is where muscle testing can be very helpful. So how do you, how do you learn to test? So again, muscle testing can be done in many different ways. And I always say, find the style that works best for you. There are many, many ways to do this, um, but I'm going to go through three different types and it can be done by one person testing another by using a surrogate to help test you, test somebody else, or by one person testing themselves on either their own behalf or the behalf of another. Surrogate and self-testing is helpful for parents of children with autism because a lot of kids on the autism spectrum cannot be tested directly. So first I want to talk about just how you test one person on another. So you, you basically choose which muscle you're going to test. The most common one is to have, uh, have someone hold their arms straight out in front of them at about eye level, um, but equal distance right straight out from the shoulder. And then the person testing is going to take two fingers. I usually use my index and middle finger, and you're going to press down on the top of the wrist above where the little bone sticks out on the wrist. Because if you do it below there, you're pushing more down on the hand and on the weaker portion of the wrist. So you come up just above that bone on their wrist with two fingers and very gently, this is not a competition or trying to muscle out somebody, very gently just have them ask them to resist as you push down, they're going to hold their muscle where it is, their arm where it is. And that's what you're looking for is that baseline reaction. So um, again, you're just using a couple fingers to do that. Um, and this baseline is all you're looking for. Once you have that baseline point, you put a substance, whether it's a supplement or a piece of food or anything into the person's hands, or it can be on their body anywhere. You can tuck it in a pocket or put it in their sock even, just so it's touching their body or on their body, on their person. So it works the same way to do that. And this is good when somebody cannot hold an item for some reason. So then re be sure after you put that product on their body, you retest the same muscle in the same way. And so you're retesting the arm in the same way you just did with your two fingers. Now, if their muscle goes weak, it's telling you that where it was once strong, it's telling you that that substance is not accepted by the body and it's not good for them right now. And I say right now, because I'll talk about that again here today, because right now is important because our bodies needs change over time. So whatever's, you know, maybe good for us today might not be good for us tomorrow or something we test weak for today might, uh, might, be something that we can test strong for tomorrow. Again, our needs change over time. So that's really important to understand. Um, we don't want to just go with something and think that that's it forever. It's just what's happening for the body right now. Um, these questions and answers are simple. Yes for strong and no for weak. So if that, if you, if that person is now has this product on their body and you test them and their muscle is still strong, then it's good for them. So it's like basically what we call a yes answer. And if it goes weak, then it's a no.
surrogate muscle testing. Now, this is great for babies, young children, the elderly who are or people who are very weak, someone who's completely passive or even asleep. And to two two people are needed for this, two testing people. So one acts as a surrogate and is muscle tested first. And then you find out their baseline strengths so that you'll have your baseline to know what, what strength they have. Then he or she will touch the person to be tested with one of his or her hands anywhere on the patient's body. Now you can be using a surrogate and testing somebody like say a child with autism, even when they're sleeping. All they need, the surrogate does is need to touch the other person. And both people who are testing the surrogate and the tester, you want to focus your intent on the person that you're meaning to test. So direct contact is, is, is helpful, but not necessary in this situation as well, too, whether you're on top of clothing, but be sure to know that it should be natural clothing if you're touching over clothing, such as 100% cotton, things like that because polyester and synthetic fibers can interfere with testing. So you might not get a positive reading or understand or get a clear reading uh, or you'll get a false negative. So just be aware of that. Next, the person who is the tester will place that substance in the hand of the surrogate. Well, he or she is touching the child and then the surrogate is tested again. Now, if the surrogate is weak where they were once strong, then we know the substance is not good for the child. This can also be used to help find appropriate dosages. And again, we will talk about dosages here in a few minutes. Uh, that's really important. So again, uh, a strong muscle is a yes, a weak muscle is a no for that, that product, supplement, food, whatever it is that you're testing for. Self-muscle testing. Now, we don't always have a third person who can help. And we need to be able to do this ourselves as simply as possible. And we can't always test a child with autism, which is very common. They're, they either will not allow it or cannot be tested directly. My favorite way to test for myself or on the behalf of another person even is with and without using a surrogate is between test is testing myself on the, the other person's behalf. So you have to be, again, specific if you're testing your own body on for somebody else. So I want to be thinking of that person. I want to use their name. And, uh, and then I will ask, is this, and I'll be specific about the product, but I'll say, is this, you know, product good for Jimmy right now? And then I'll test first. I get my own baseline testing. Then I ask that question. And if it's, um, strong, then it's a yes. If it's weak, then it's a no. Now, this is a little bit confusing, I know, in a podcast to try and walk through this. So I have made you a free tutorial video that I'm going to link to on the show notes page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 170, 170. This is actually quite simple and easy to do. Uh, and it is so immensely helpful because you can test anything for yourself or you can test on the behalf of another person again. So you first want to ask if that product is accepted right now. And I like to use the, the words right now, because again, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, things can change over time. So, you know, where something might not be good today, it could actually be okay tomorrow. So that's important, especially with supplementation or dosages. So how do you find dosage answers? I'll ask that right now question. 
And then again, as the body strengthens and over time with detoxification and gut cleansing, we can ingest various foods and supplements or even use materials that we maybe once could not. So the because the body is obviously much stronger after we've done some gut cleansing or some detoxification, et cetera. So this is a great way to test allergy-related items, such as various foods, or retest any food or supplement as often as you like. And I suggest doing muscle testing daily, especially with supplementation. So once you have your baseline answer for yes or no for the body's acceptance of the product, then you'll move on. For a no, then you should hold off on giving that product to them or you, whoever you're testing. We're going to say you're testing for your child right now. So if you say... You do the testing that I'm going to show you here on self-testing in the video that you'll you'll find on the show notes page. Then you say, is this product, you, first you just do a baseline testing. Okay, you got it. Again, gentle, no need to, to you know, over-muscle it here. This isn't a competition with yourself either. <laughs> this is just a way to test, you know, get that baseline test, a gentle strength. Then um, you say, you want to say, is this product, you can focus on the product with your intent or have it, you know, nearby, uh, you can hold it if you want, but you'll need your hands. Uh, say, is this product good for child's name? You got to be specific, Jimmy, right now. And if you get a strong reading with your fingers, then it's a yes. If your fingers go weak, then it's a no. So that's important to understand. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, if your fingers go weak, it's a no. If they're, they stay strong, it's a yes. So once you have gotten that yes answer for something, you'll want to ask for the quantity. And for this example, I'll use a liquid supplement. So the question will be in drops because it's liquid. And I'll focus on that supplement and use the name of the person again I'm testing for. And in this example, I'll use the name Jimmy. So ask, is one drop of this product good for Jimmy right now? If you get a yes, then you go up by one drop and test again. The next question you ask is, are two drops of this product good for Jimmy right now? If you get another yes, then you ask again with the next highest dosage and keep going up until you get a no or a weak response. So for example, ask, are three drops of this product good for Jimmy right now? If the muscle goes weak, then it's a no. So your last yes answer, your last strong answer is your final answer. So in this case, it would be two drops right now of this product. And so that's where you want to just remember to keep asking going up in increments slowly. And when you go from a strong answer to a weak answer, the weak one is a no, you back off and go back to your last strong answer. And that last strong answer is your answer. It can be really helpful when deciding which supplements to purchase also you can do this in health food stores. There are certain brands and strengths and different things. So you can actually do a quick muscle testing in a, a health food store or something like that too. You know, even if you're purchasing a food for your child or thinking about giving them a food and you're not sure if they're, if it's going to be a good fruit, food for them, you know, is this, is this food good for Jimmy right now? If you get a yes, then good. Then also ask for quantity because a little bit of some foods might be okay, but if you give too much, it might not be. So that's a good way to do it. So you can even say, you know, is a quarter cup of this good for Jimmy right now? Yes. Is a half a cup good for Jimmy right now? No. So, you know, you stick with a quarter cup, same type of thing. It's just a, a measurement of how much is okay 
and first asking for acceptance. That's where you begin. There are ways to improve your results because occasionally you might have undefined results because this takes a little time to practice and learn. So be patient with yourself and just keep practicing, but don't give up. Uh, again, the tutorial video will be at the show notes page. So you can watch that video where I walk through all the pieces of that self-testing with the fingers that I talked about. And I go through everything uh, more specifically, of course, in the video for you there. And um, some things, why there might be some undefined results that could be due to factors such as, again, synthetic clothing we talked about that are interrupting the response. Uh, so wearing natural fibers, you want to make sure that you and the person being tested are well hydrated because dehydration is also a factor and, uh, and can weaken the system. And I'm going to also make sure you know that you always want to be using a pure water source and I'll link to uh, a really high quality water filter. They're finding extreme contamination in tap water in home, in entire communities uh, worldwide, especially the US right now. So do not drink tap water that is not from a very, very high quality filter. Um, many of them cannot get out the heavy metals, the glyphosate, the real toxins, the medications and things that are in them now because water is recycled. So uh, I will link to a quality water filter also in today's show notes for you. Keep your child and yourself well hydrated. Uh, another culprit of unclear results can be caused by an imbalance in the cerebral hemispheres of the brain. Now, again, this is very, very important for you as a parent of a child with autism to know not only for yourself, but for your child, because this is something um, that uh, that can be can be done you can teach to your child and you can do for yourself. And this is something that helps to, it's a simple technique that you can do and you can teach to your child again, so that um, you're able the balancing of the hemispheres of the brain It's called the cross crawl technique. So before testing, place your hands up in the air as though you're going to do a patty cake with somebody, you know, your hands are you know, facing forward, uh, just above, like right at shoulder height. So they're straight out. So then you look up with your eyes only keeping your chin forward. You look up with, to the right with your eyes, and then you take your right hand and place it on your left thigh. Then you bring that hand back up and then you put, take your left hand and place it on your right thigh. And then you do this right to left, left to right, right, alternating back and forth, do it about 10 times as you keep your chin facing forward and looking up only to the right. After you've done that about 10 times, then you move your eyes to the left, keeping your chin forward again, but putting your eyes up and to the left as you do 10 more of these cross crawl patterns. And what that does is it balances the hemispheres of the brain. This is gonna be really helpful to you as well if any time uh, if you know where you're feeling confused or clumsy or really stressed, this can really be helpful to help balance your, your brain. So cause and effect of practitioner is another one that sometimes is very interesting um, that a practitioner or of course a parent has the same ailment or toxic load as the person being tested. So in this case, Clinicians aren't always healthy. So the clinician or the tester needs to be healthier than the client or the person being tested. 
So if you suspect that you or your doctor have any of the same issues as your child, the responses may be affected. So in return, the patient can have the same effect on the examiner. So this is why no two examiners may find the same exact results on the same patient unless the patient is healthy and toxin-free, but depending on how the, the person is that's testing. But of course, because of course we know children with autism have a lot of health issues. They have a lot of toxicity. They have co-infections. They have pathogens in their body that we're working with naturally. So um, just keeping that in mind, sometimes I just like to say that to parents, if you're feeling really exhausted or dehydrated or out of it, then you might not get a clear result. So I just want you to just be aware of these things to get your yourself, you know, well hydrated, you know, fed if you're hungry, things like that, to get the best results possible. You know, if the results vary with your doctor, you want, might want to seek out a, a second assessment as well. And this isn't left to me you concern leave you concerned regarding any of its use or effectiveness. If you find your results vary. I just suggest finding a, maybe a practitioner who's well-educated and experienced in muscle testing. There are a lot of them, uh, a lot of them available. I find that I get clear results when I test my daughter personally, but when I test my son, the results are sometimes unclear. And I know that he and I are, we have a lot in common, I'll say. So this is likely the result of that cause and effect relationship between the two of us. I carry in my tissues some of the same issues that he does. So, uh, so sometimes I'll just, um, you know, you can have somebody else test on their behalf or I make sure I get very grounded and very clear before I try to test, which is always a good practice anyway. However, there are holistic practitioners such as chiropractors. I already mentioned allied kinesiology doctors and chiropractors, acupuncturists, um, and others that commonly use muscle testing as a reliable and important assessment tool in their practices and they become proficient at it. And some doctors, even medical mainstream doctors now, are beginning to take advantage of muscle testing and these methods due to the growing knowledge of its usefulness and its accuracy. I myself and millions of others over decades have found muscle testing to be immensely helpful, and I teach it, again, in all of my programs, various ways to do it, because I know that everybody can find a style that they're most comfortable using. So there are a lot of different ways to do it, but you only need to find one that you get comfortable with. Throughout this journey, throughout your life, I urge you to always keep that open mind, be willing to learn new things, and they can be so, so helpful. And you want to just practice, 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 because that is really the way that you're going to learn it. So have some fun with learning. This is really important too. You know, sometimes we're so stressed or worried about the right answer, especially if you're, you're first off going to test your child on something important like a supplement. What if I get it wrong? And you're, you've got a lot of concern and that worry and that stress are going to affect your results. So first have some fun with it. It can take a little time until you feel confident with your results. So just keep practicing it. You will get there. Practice with people in your family. Have fun learning how to do it. And one test that I actually enjoy doing is asking someone, I can even do this for on myself, is say, um, my name is, you know, and I'll say my name is Karen and I'll test and it'll be strong. And then I'll say, my name is Sally. <laughs> and then I'll test again and it's weak. And you can, uh, you can test uh, somebody else on that on somebody else or ask them to test themselves with it. But it's kind of fun to do that as well. 
Um, you know, again, the person's strength will, will be strong with their own name and, and weak with uh, somebody else's name that they the body is not relating to. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, and you can, again, practice that one. You can practice on family members on your child, learn to test your child, um, again, before going to a practitioner, see if the answers that the practitioner gets are the same ones you got. This can also really help build confidence. A lot of my members have found that they've learned muscle testing in my, my membership. And then they go to the practitioner after they've, they've muscle tested and they come back and they write me in the forum and they say, I went, I, I got this answer at myself. And then I went to the practitioner and they got the same answer. I did <laughs> so excited because it does show you, okay, I'm doing it right. And you know, that it really helps to build some confidence. So that's just kind of fun too. Um, it is good to build that self-confidence around it and you'll get there over time. Again, practice is, is a key way to do it. And, um, it, you know, you don't want to worry about, uh, you know, doing it incorrectly. You just want to have some fun at first practicing it. And when you start feeling more confident, then start acting, asking simple questions regarding yourself and then simple questions for your child, whatever they may be, even if you want to test it out on a, for with a supplement or something like that and dosages. Uh, but it, it can be really um, quite fun to use. Um, and then also, if you see a practitioner who uses muscle testing in their practice, they're usually very happy to help you learn as well, kind of give you some pointers and tips there in their office. Um, there was an interesting little example study that was done with about a thousand people in an audience. And then 500 envelopes were passed out holding artificial sweetener in them. And another 500 contained organic vitamin C. And the audience alternated the envelopes among themselves, not knowing what was in them and muscle tested each other. When the envelopes were opened, they saw that those containing an artificial sweetener were the ones that made everyone go weak because it's not good for us. And then the envelopes with organic vitamin C had tested strong. So it was a good way you can put something like white sugar, uh, you know, or test, is this white sugar good for me right now? <laughs> you know, cause it's not really good for anybody. So there are certain things like that, that uh, you can have fun testing with as well. And so also until you learn muscle testing, cause yes, it can take a little bit of time to learn. So be patient and keep practicing, but until then let symptoms be your guide. And I always say, trust that parents, mothers gut instinct, you know, that is the strongest thing to use, but you watch your, your child's symptoms because again, you're the one that's spending the most time with them and you know how they normally are behaving and what, what changes you notice. And you want to look for subtle changes, especially as you're detoxifying. So muscle testing is a great tool to help you know when a product or food again is accepted by your child's body and what dosages. And then remember that those dosages change over time. They go up and down as we detoxify. So it's not always up, up, up. They can take more, more, more you might get to a point where all of a sudden they're not able to take, take as much one day. And you think why it's because their body is probably releasing more toxins at that moment. Again, right in the right now. So it's great that you tested and found that out again, until you get really comfortable with muscle testing, you will let symptoms use your, be your guide. And also always, always begin any supplement, especially a new supplement with the absolute lowest possible dosage of any product. And each one individually is given at a time, no less than two to three days apart from being introduced. This allows your child's body to adjust to that product. 
and allows you time to watch for any symptoms to arise. So if you see symptoms arise, don't hesitate to slow down, reduce dosages at that first sign, because those increased symptoms in, in your child are a, a show of die-off. And if we start excessively rapid die-off, it can send them into a spiral with an immune system overreaction and much worse symptoms uh, th that can come from it and take even longer to reverse. So uh, be cautious on the journey and make sure that you have an educated guide to help you as well. You're using quality supplements, know when to use them, the right order. And uh, these are something that I also teach uh, in programs that I share with you as well, because I am here to help you on this journey. So do keep practicing again, get my muscle testing tutorial video uh, on the show notes page again at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 170, that's 170. And uh, on that show notes page, I've also linked to a lot of studies and resources on muscle testing for, um, you know, for more information for you to look at if you're interested in reading further on some of those things as well that have been certain studies and things that have been done on it. But uh, I find it to be an immensely useful tool. I've used it for decades and I've shared it with hundreds of parents who have also successfully used it uh, in the autism journey, especially with their child. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I appreciate always what you're doing for your child and having them uh, helping them to live their happiest, healthiest, and most fulfilling life because they absolutely deserve it. And you deserve the support on the journey as well. So I'm here to help you. And thank you again for being here. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, really quick before you go, I wanted to give you a big thank you. Uh, we have reached number one of the top autism parenting podcasts. And it, I couldn't have done it without you. I put a lot of time and effort into giving this free resource for you. And I appreciate that you appreciate it. And if you can go on to your favorite streaming platform and give me a, hopefully a good review, a review, it really helps those other parents who are searching and seeking this information to find me much more easier as well and get the resources that I share. So again, I wanted to thank you for helping us reach number one and for all of your support. And I'm here to help you. And I look forward to our future journey together. Uh, again, I just wanted to give you a big thank you for helping us reach number one. Take care and I will talk to you very, very soon.